Well, good, uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, uh, wherever you're watching from today. Uh, my name is Ken Marksteller, and I have with me my good friend and um, child uh, development advisor, parent educator, Dr. Allison Reese. Uh, and we're here today to talk about the, uh, some of the, the difficulties and challenges that parents are, are facing as a result of uh, the pandemic. So um, thank you for joining us, uh, Ellison. My pleasure, Ken. Good to see you. I love the fact that we have known each other for about a decade and, and uh, have had some wonderful, fierce conversations about parenting. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm kind of excited to answer questions uh, with regard to the pandemic. And, you know, like I don't have children living at home with me. And so, um, but I have been working with families and I've heard of some of the issues uh, that are, you know, typically happening for people. Yeah, and I, I'm the same way. I don't, you know, my, my, my children are, are left home mm -hmm. uh, quite uh, some time ago, but I know uh, my, my um, oldest daughter, um, my grandkids, she's raising my grandkids and just some of the things that uh, she faces uh, every day as a result of, of the pandemic is just, I, I couldn't imagine yeah. having that. So um, so some, some of the articles that have popped up uh, on the radar over the last few days are working parents are angry, um, which talks about the challenging the challenges uh, working parents face uh, as a result past six months as a result of, you know, school closures, uh, you know, the kids uh, being at home, not being able to take them to daycare. Um, um, even now uh, that they're back to school, uh, meltdowns happen is another article uh, that I just saw, um, mm -hmm. you know, in the last couple of days. Um, and, uh, you know, they're even, uh, the psychology community's even given a, um, Mm, that after, after school restraint I have, syndrome. I have to tell you, uh, I one of my pet peeves is all the names that we have, the syndromes, the disorders. So I, I, I'm going to jump in and, and I'd love it, Ken, if yeah. you ask me some, you know, specific parenting questions for sure. But I mean, it, it's true that, you know, kids keep it together all day long. They're trying to self-regulate. They're they're dealing with the challenges, especially when school is new and things are uncertain. They're trying to keep it together uh, through the day. And so, you know, this disorder that they're talking about or syndrome is, is that when kids come home, um, that is their safe place to let it all go. And not only that, a lot of times, just whether we're in lockdown or we were dealing with a pandemic, you know, a lot of times when kids are in school, they don't eat because they're experiencing positive stress, positive stimulation. And then the moment they see their parent, their, their body relaxes and suddenly they get in touch with even just their hunger, let alone the feelings that they have. Right. You know, so I mean, and, and the best thing we can do is prepare. I mean, yes, greet them with some food and give them some downtime. And I also really like the idea of being fully present, something like the greeting ritual, you know, where for the first 10 minutes of engagement with your child, don't be too quick to ask too many questions. 
um, because that doesn't give them a chance to kind of get their feelings out there. Right. Uh, be emotionally available so that they can vent a little bit without shoving their feelings down. Yeah. So I guess I guess one of the things that you know that uh, I, I'm looking at um, an outsider is you know just how how long can we expect you know the, the situation that we're experiencing right now how, how long can we expect it to last and you know and, and should we be should we be not so concerned about the time frame as much as what we can be doing uh, at this very moment to to prepare ourselves for when we do come out of it whenever it might be well that's life well <laughs> yeah know, it is that life. is life we're having to well you know it's kind of interesting so let me just talk about the givens for a minute based on 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 that thought of how long and what should we be doing are we making short-term plans long-term plans we do not know so i mean one of the things about this is living with uncertainty and we're not good at that typically as a whole we're not good at living with uncertainty and we're not good with change. And, and now we're at that point with this pandemic where, you know, we're like, okay, <laughs> this is where we are right now. And it's different for everybody and every temperament deals with it differently, Ken. I mean, you know, so even just personalities experience this differently. Um, some people are more extroverted. Uh, when we first went into lockdown, I had clients, you know, on Zoom and they're saying, oh, I just can't stand this. I, you know, we like going out, we're, we're outgoing people and it's driving us nuts. And, and then, you know, the hour later I'd be dealing with another client and they were like, oh, you know what? I'm really loving this. I love working from home. My kids are less, less anxious. My dog is happy. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like it's such a different experience yeah. depending on even not just your personality, but but where you're living and it, yeah, so there's so many variables to this. No, it's one of the things that, that I, I know for myself is, um, and, I, and, I, and I put um, this idea out to the people that, you know, that were in my, that are in my circle of influence. And I've just said, you know, to, like take this opportunity to, to build a better you. And, and it's, I think, um, you know, if we if we can kind of step back and, and and see that you know the government officials, our health officials, are, they're doing you know whatever they can uh, from a day on a day to day basis to kind of keep things together. But um, when you've got a, a family at home, um, you can't kind of be waiting for other people to come around for you. And so, you know, you, there's things that we can be doing um, that, you know, will, will help stabilize things and make things a little easier uh, no. on ourselves. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the bigger picture. Let's dive into parenting because okay. people are on this. They want to hear what I have to say about parenting. And, you know, I, I want to get into the nitty gritty stuff that I'm, you know, I'm working with hundreds of parents through this time. And there are some general questions that are coming up that I think will relate to everybody. 
I mean, one of them is that we are together. If, if that is your situation where you are spending a lot of time together, um, we feel annoyed with the people that we're living with. And our kids, you know, can be even more annoying because they're not able on a maturity level, obviously depending on their age, to sit back and let us work on the computer or, you know, do the things that we're doing. Uh, it's really tough when kids are four and under because they, they do need so much attention and parents aren't getting a break. They're just not getting that time. At the beginning of this, we had parents that were at home with their kids and they couldn't even ask their in-laws or their own parents to help out because everybody was locked down. So it was really, really tough. So I want to talk about the idea that when you are spending time with your kids, I want to look at two elements of that. One of them is that there are such different ways of spending time with children. And we cannot be 100% present with our child all the time. And that isn't a good goal anyway. So at Life Seminars, we talk about the fact that, you know, when a child turns, you know, about four years of age, we can actually ask that they take some time to themselves and we can explain that we need some time to ourselves. But the important thing is when we are having a more detached experience of being with our kids, it's important to let them know that. You can say something like, you know, I am going on my computer. I am going to be checking my phone. This will be a time where I'm near you, but I won't, you know, be um, talking to you as much or something like that. It's important to announce that you're doing that because right. what's happening is um, if we don't sort of say, okay, I'm going to be going on my computer now, or I'm going to be picking up my phone and checking my messages. What, what we found is that kids are experiencing a kind of anxiety of being engaged with their parent and then suddenly their parent withdrawing and right. you know, they're developing this kind of anxious insecurity about that. So announce the detached times, give the child empathy. That's super important for all of this, but I'll talk about that more in a bit. And then when you do have time with your child that you can devote that is completely present, just completely here now, that is super satisfying for kids. Even the younger kids can tell when you're here now right. and just completely devoted mentally. And if we can pull that off a few times a day or frequently for short periods of time, that's doing a lot, um, you know. Yeah, one of the, I think that's kind of one of the things that, that, um, that I, I do when I'm talking with parents, uh, uh, I'll focus, um, you know, they're, 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 they're concerned that their child doesn't have focus and, and you know, and I, I, I kind of explained to them, well, you know, they're the best teachers of focus parents. And, and it can be as simple as, you know, you know, mommy, mommy or daddy are, are doing dishes at the kitchen sink and the little one comes up and wants attention and they, they don't turn around and look at them. They just go, I'm busy. I'll be with you in a minute. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, of course, the little one wants people in their leg, or their pant leg, or whatever it is. Um, they, they want attention. But if they just stopped for a moment, turned around like you said, mm -hmm. and, and said, you know, sweetie, 
I'm doing dishes right now, but I'll be done in five minutes. And then we can sit down and, and do something. Just that, just that moment of connection with that child and that communication that you're talking about. Um, it's so important um, because that's, that's what kids, kids learn that. And, and yeah, so that leads me to, I think, another thing, Ken, just with what you're saying. I mean, the value of turning toward your child, having eye contact and letting them know that you'll be with them in a few minutes or whatever. And, and that can extend as kids get older. But the other thing that happens is no matter how much attention we give kids, they will seek attention in interesting ways. And so this is something that a lot of parents are bringing up right now is, you know, feeling annoyed frequently with their child. And we need to understand that children engage in negative attention getting behavior because they have uh, mistaken ideas about how to do a relationship because they're kids. And so uh, we really have to ask ourselves, um, how much of the small stuff do we sweat? When, when your kids are being a little bit cheeky you know, and they're getting into some of that annoying attention getting behavior, you know it's annoying because you feel annoyed. Uh, you know, it's not a safety issue. It's, it's not a, an important family issue, but when they're just kind of being cheeky defiant and not listening and just all those irritating things, there's a lot of that that you as a parent can actually ignore. And a lot of times people think, wow, ignoring that kind of cheekiness, that's laissez-faire. But the truth is you lose your authority when you're micromanaging and constantly yeah. giving that negative attention. And then all kids get to see is this annoyed look on your face. Right. So there's a real art to balancing, you know, giving them that focused attention and then when they're getting into the cheekiness, being able to ignore some of it because you, you don't teach them anything in the heat of the moment. And then refocusing when, you know, there's more positive behaviors, that kind of thing. But the, the saying, don't sweat the small stuff. I was just going to say. Yeah, it could never be <laughs> more true. Exactly what, yeah, yeah. It, it's right. so true right now. Yeah. And things won't feel small because we are often stressed and not getting enough space and distance. And even just acknowledging to ourselves that we're feeling irritated, just acknowledging our feelings can help us so that we're not being driven by this sense of irritation. Yeah. Some of these things that you're talking about is just, you know, taking a few extra seconds where we're not talking about like, know spending uh, five minutes or ten minutes or an hour or two hours or it's just like step back for a moment mm -hmm. and regroup and then and then it's only we're only talking second uh, it can make all the difference sure i mean in the world child well yes an adult and the the other piece of this ken is also when it comes to helping our kids deal with this, not only do we help ourselves by being aware of how we're feeling about things, figuring out what we can control, what we can't control. But I mean, the big piece when we are with our kids, if they're upset or frustrated is really when we are present with them, helping kids voice their feelings. And, right. you know, I was, um, I was teaching a preschool class the other night on Zoom. It was quite fun. 
and someone had a three-year-old and, and her three-year-old was having a lot of temper tantrums and, you know, everybody's irritated. And um, she was asking her three-year-old to use her words. And yeah. I said, wait a minute, she doesn't have those words. No matter how great her vocabulary is, what we need to acknowledge as parents, even into the teen years, kids can't, the first skills that show up in childhood are their ability to walk and their ability to talk. But all the things that we don't see are things that irritate us. It's things like not having good time management, not being very organized, not being able to put language to strong feelings, not being able to put language to problem solving. And some kids have a much harder time with that than others. So these are all the nonverbal challenges that kids have simply because they are immature. And so, you know, with this mom, I said, your three-year-old cannot say, I'm so frustrated right now, or I'm so hungry. It is not possible. Right. So we, we parents have to be a child's surrogate prefrontal lobe. We've got to look at our child and say things like, you are feeling so irritated right now, or you are feeling overwhelmed because you got this homework assignment that you need to do, or you know, you're feeling really sad because you miss your friends. And so the ability to be present emotionally and to put our children's feelings and why they feel that way into words. And I, I just want to say one more thing here, Ken. Well, you know me, I want to say a bunch more things. I know. <laughs> but the other thing is I think parents are pretty good at listening to their children's feelings. But this applies to all relationships, including your adult relationships, when even your partner is talking about something that you both went through together and maybe they're feeling irritated, stay in a position of hearing and understanding the person's story as well. Because when you go into a deeper level of listening, it means hearing not just their feelings, but their narrative. And with children, their narrative comes from the perspective of a child. So don't argue with their story when they start talking, just listen, listen to the story, repeat it back. And then, you know, later on, if you feel you want to challenge their narrative, you can do that later, but not when you're supposed to be listening. So what, are, are, what you're, I'm to understand what you're suggesting is that communication skills are really important uh, with children. Um, but they're the same skills that we that we need to have in our conversations with adults. So, um, which brings me to another uh, you know, uh, important uh, question that I had was because um, we're talking about kids, how we interact, right. but but the parents themselves, and I, I know lots of parents are you know, all of a sudden you're. <laughs> You're, you're with your spouse or partner 24 um, seven and people aren't used to that. And uh, you know, uh, I think, you know, some people are, are struggling with that. And, and again, if you go back to kind of what I was um, suggested initially was, was, you know, taking this time to become a better you is uh, working on our communication skills. Yeah. Uh, not a, a good yeah. idea for adults? 
Well, you know how I feel about communication <laughs> skills and, and learning to take responsibility for the way we talk and the way we listen. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and getting um, a need vocabulary going, you know, like really making it okay for you or your partner to say, you know, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling a bit suffocated. I'm really needing some time to myself and not to take it personally when people in our family are asking for a little bit of space because we come into the world with two basic fears. I mean, one is the fear of abandonment, you know, don't leave me. The other though is the fear of engulfment and all relationships require a dance of closeness and a dance of distance, you know, and um, I, I do think that a lot of people are struggling. Yeah because yeah. of that so yes it's a good time to improve communication skills and and probably you know you know what it's done is it, it's just brought out the weaknesses um it's brought out the strengths in, in people um because you look at how um we've come together uh, on a lot of things but it's also brought out the weaknesses that people have already and and uh you know this is really what i think are struggling with is that they've had this weakness in you know their relationships with their children or with their spouse or things like that. They had those before, but we're so we were so busy, we were so caught up in everything else that you know that you just push those aside and, and, you, and you keep moving ahead. And then when you all of a sudden you're locked down and, and you're you have you do have more time on your hands because you're not going out anywhere anymore um unless you're going to thrifty foods or something to buy groceries that was during lockdown that was the big the big uh you know outing outing for everyone right um so i think you know that that you know to looking at what you're saying here um with the kids and and i think it's for me, it's really important for adults, you know, having been through a couple of long-term relationships myself that um, that um, you know didn't uh, they're no longer no longer uh, happening. Um, but you know, one of the one of the big things uh, you know always comes out at the end is is the communication problems that you have during those relationships and and that you don't deal with. Okay, so in the course Mad Love that I teach, it's a couples course. I, I want to, you know, say that when people come to see me for marriage counseling, usually when they contact me or when they take my course, they say we need communication skills. But that's only partially true. The truth is you can have the best communication skills on the planet, but what you've got to be interested in is the part of you that doesn't use those communication skills. So when people go into stress or they feel defensive and go into a protected state, they do not have access to those uh, communication skills. So the, the, the truth of the matter is that we need a much deeper awareness of when we get triggered um, and of our feelings basically, and right. to take responsibility for them. Because right. otherwise, communication as just a skill, it doesn't work. And you know, the interesting thing for kids, uh, when they're just on the receiving end of a skill, 
they will uh, react very negatively to that. So there's a sense that a couple of things, we need to own our stuff. You know, like even being able to say, I'm feeling stressed or coming home, like I came home from the office yesterday. I actually can social distance in my office. And I walked in the door and I said to my partner, I'm feeling really grumpy right now and a little bit overwhelmed. And I'm, you know, I'm worried about my daughter who's pregnant surrounded by smoke in Oregon. And, you know, I just had to name it because if I didn't, he would end up being on the receiving end of my crappy behavior. And right. if I wasn't aware of how I was feeling, I could very easily make it about him. Yeah. And that's what we do. We point the finger at everyone around us when or we're we depressed. Or you don't say anything, which, uh, which makes the other person think it's about them. Yeah. You know? so, so it's... Uh... Yeah. And that's, that's a good point, Ken, because our kids need to hear us say, I'm feeling a bit grumpy right now, not scared, not hurt. Yeah. And then they can go, oh, okay, that's your thing. It's not about me. Yeah, I'll yeah. stay away. <laughs> yeah. Now you had some other questions for me, I think. I, I did. And we're just about, we're, we're just running out of time here. So, um, so what I really wanted you to do was to maybe talk about, um, what we talked about today and, and, and uh, how some of your, your courses that you offer um, would, uh, would help people. Because I know that you have, um, you have some, some uh, Zoom classes coming up, but, but you also have um, some online courses that are, are similar uh, material, um, and, but they're available all the time. So yeah. So the online courses uh, were recordings of me teaching the classes and they're, they're kind of nice because people can take their time with them. But I'm quite excited about some of the courses. So I am, all my courses are starting up soon. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, I'm doing a noon to 1.30 boundaries and communication workshop, mostly geared toward parenting, but it's eight weeks. And I've got a few people from various parts of the world. So I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, sidestepping the power struggle is starting at the end. Um, and in there, we're going to get into the practical ways to help kids support them to do homework and look at temperament and what does discipline mean and how do you teach responsibility, you know, all of that stuff. Right. But the new course that I'm offering now, partly because my daughter is expecting, is preparing to parent. Because the first, yeah, the first four years of a child's life have uh, such a huge impact on their future self and that whole attachment idea. So preparing to parent is a six week course for expecting parents or parents who have infants. So right. lots going on and people can just go to my website, lifeseminars.com. But you know, Ken, I have to say when we went into lockdown and I transferred my courses into Zoom, I was so worried about the fact that they wouldn't be the same. They are better. I love seeing people's faces teaching on Zoom. Yeah. You know, and I can send them PDFs and material and couples can share a screen in their living room and their kids can be behind them making faces. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's better. It's different, yeah. I know, I know I'm, I'm teaching, uh, teaching karate on, online, yoga online. So this morning I did a yoga class for men and everybody was online. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you still, you feel, I, I think you feel connected uh, because, you know, you're interacting and, yeah. and uh, um, so, yeah, but 
having people in their own environments kind of interesting yeah. as well. You get yeah. cats and dogs, and <laughs> I think we had a rabbit once, and cool. you know, people running behind them, and <laughs> yeah. So, but um, so 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 the courses that you're offering uh, will help um, people um, better have some of these challenges right now. It's going to help give them. Um, better skills or better ways to, to uh, kind of deal with the challenges that they're facing right now, right? Or anytime. Is that true? Anytime. I mean, you know, there is a lot to parenting. I, I do teach two eight-week courses that are different courses that, you know, there is the communication, the emotions, the boundaries, the family system, self-esteem. That's the parent-child connection. It's right. a bit deeper. And it really helps with the emotional part of parenting. But so does sidestepping. I mean, people need to learn why kids act the way they do and right. what to do with the challenging behaviors. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, anyway. And I've been at this for a long time. I'm getting close to 30 years and the issues might so change. So young though. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah, the issues can change, but a lot of the approaches from life seminars, they don't need to change. So anyway. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Ken. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. That was uh, that was wonderful. Great. Good. Yeah. Thank you I'm all for joining us. Know. Yeah. Thanks to everyone. Reach out if you've got questions. Appreciate yeah. you, Ken. Yeah. And if you have any questions, you can uh, you can post them either uh, to uh, uh, through my my Facebook uh, uh, account or you can do it uh, directly with um, Allison uh, if you of uh, her contact information and yeah and uh, of course go look at the website right yeah like, like seminars.com okay thank you